Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of Those Good Old Fashioned Values. Spencer is on a four-day-long vacation to a gay sauna. So we, meaning me and Andy, we decided to throw together something special while he's gone because we didn't want to watch yeah. anything, you know, too important, missing a third of the of the. If Spencer gets a vacation, then so should we, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're not, so we're not watching shit for you hogs. Um, instead... We've been teasing up to this for a while, I think. Uh, I don't think this is going to be a surprise, especially because you've read the title already. But um, we we thought it would be very funny if because I would say approximately 80% of our episodes in the past two months have gone to this at some point. Uh, we if just we don't reference Doug Walker, we're referencing this. Well, I don't ever reference Doug Walker. Yeah, I know, I know, yeah. I know. But, um, you know, I mean the cat, yeah. uh, the, the hosts. Yeah, um, but um, so we, we decided to do an entire, uh, or I mean, there will obviously be like digressions and stuff, but we decided to do an entire episode just talking about Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not watching anything. We're just talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Going back everything from memory, which is pretty good. Or so probably, do we you might use the for... wiki at some point. Um, oh, obviously. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean that's the fourth mic for this show. Yeah, honestly. Um, so, um. Yeah, so I think you were probably going to ask, do we want to go over our histories with that? Yes. Uh, do you want to go first or should I? Yeah, for sure. I can go. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I started reading the books when I was in high school. You know, the show had been probably probably about when, like, season three, season four dropped and the show was really, really big. Um, I, I caught a little bit of it and I was like, well, I don't, you know, I'd have to go back from the beginning to watch it and everything. And I was, you know, I was busy in school or whatever. So instead, I decided, like, well, why don't I, like, take a crack at the books or whatever? And uh, so I started reading the books probably the summer of sophomore, junior year or something. Got super into them. I remember um, we went, our senior trip was down, um, we went down to Boston because uh, I'm from upstate New York. Um, we went down to Boston for, like, a couple days. And I just remember on the bus ride there reading the the Quentin Martell chapters of A Dance with Dragons. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which are, it's a fucking great book. People do not give it, I think, the credit it's due. Um, no, yeah. But, uh, I, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's like, very obvious where it's, like, that's where a lot of George's intentions or, like, his ambitions got ahead of him. But, there, I don't know, there's something, there's a fun energy, I think, that brings. But, yeah, so I, I read the books in high school or whatever, uh, reread them probably a couple of years later, and then I got into uh, a lot of, like... The, the theory side of things, like our friend Emmett Booth, does, you know, and his, his show, uh, Not a Cast, which is a very, very good podcast. Um, and yeah, just a lot of like the, the kind of theorizing the thematic and literary elements of it. And uh, yeah, that's where that is. That is where I am at today. Uh, writing. Did I did I ever talk about this on the show? I'm uh, it's it's never going to go anywhere because no, I'm busy with other stuff. But um, I was like taking a crack at um, doing a like a historical fiction set in like the Dance with Dragons. Oh. Yeah. All about um Nettles, like the the one uh dragon rider in that who it's like they kind of theorize where it's like, well maybe she didn't have Targaryen blood at all. She just like trained a dragon, which I thought was so interesting. Like the idea of like, oh well what if like this actually was not, you know, like a you know, special bloodline ordained by God or whatever. What if it literally is like Oh, this like common person, like just through like their wits and like their whatever, you know, they they kind of 
came up and brushed up with this, you know, the, this world of aristocracy, which I thought was a very cool angle. Um, yeah, yep. so big fan, big fan of a lot of fucking elements of, of this uh, series, and I'm excited for this episode. Andy, what about you? Uh, so I got into Game of Thrones, I think, uh, a little earlier than you. Like, I got right in, in between seasons two and three. Uh, this is this is something that I probably shouldn't have done, but I watched seasons one and two with my parents. Uh, that's right especially because those ones are really really sexy like yeah yeah there's so much god there's so much porking in those first couple seasons it sold (laughs) it did no it's it's what got it there yeah uh and then um i think in between season three i read through the first three books then after that i read through season four or i read through feast of crows uh and then i read Season four, I dropped the show, read Dance of Dragon. And I fell off the series, but I'm still, like, interested into it. Because I, I, the season four finale, I think, was the first point where I'm like, uh-oh, with the show. And, I, and that was, was also when I... Was that... That wasn't hard that, one, was it? What was that? Uh, that was... Yeah, that was that was the end of Storm, uh, Storm of Swords. Okay. I felt like they, uh... They did some... Yeah. They made some changes there. Uh, and then... Well, season five, it was because we didn't have HBO Max, and we were watching the, the shows when they came out on, like, digital and streaming or whatever afterwards, so we didn't have access to it, and it's like, eh, whatever, I guess, I guess I'll just get caught up later. And uh, then I'm glad I didn't, because, uh, yeah. I mean, season five, it sounded like some, like, had good stuff, Moments, but, like, yeah. Spe- yeah. but as it went on, it was, uh, ooh. Well, that's the ooh. thing, I think, about that show is, like, because, like, obviously, you know, if you're doing an adaptation, like, little changes will kind of telescope out. And it's one of those things where it's, like, I don't think the the showrunners ever had, like, an idea of what the world was outside of the source material. And so when it came, they kind of scrambled and reached for easy answers. And I think, yeah. like, you know, like, like you know, because that's the thing. It's, like, especially with the series that's never going to be done. It's, like a lot of the time you are going you're like at a point you are going to be like flying by the seat of your pants. Like you have to have like an understanding of like how the mechanics of this universe work outside of like, you know, outside of the actual like physical act of adaptation. And I just, I don't think they ever got there. I also think it's, it's very apparent when you look at the, the, the bad seasons of the show, like five yeah. or eight, like what is kind of roughly sort of leading up to, how the books were going to end. Like, the Starks, right. probably... Yeah. Re- like, Sansa sitting in the Queen of the North? Sure. Probably, uh, yeah. Bran, you know, like, a lot of these things. But Bran's other stuff... probably not going to be in the Iron Throne, but... Or he might be. He's going He's going to be in some kind of King role in Westeros, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, book and the series. But other, other I, stuff, yeah. you can tell, like, the Reach, Dorn, and all of the well, Iron Islands... Well, they never Islands cared about the Reach or <laughs> No, yeah. they did not. They cared yeah. about about the a bit of Martin the, the red yeah Viper the absolute fucking bit, nonsense the the that family, they did no. with Euron. Just oh my god, just yeah. making him just what like a just like, taking like a porn parody version of like fucking Captain Hook. It's like come on. Well, so so the thing about the Song of Ice and Fire is that it has three really big. Well, I guess technically four really big influences: actual medieval history, Lancelot mm-hmm. and Arthurian mythos to an extent. Yeah. Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. and H.P. Lovecraft. And they have not, and they, and the show did not know how to handle the Lovecraft stuff at no. all. Um, that I would Which say is, is it's, it's. Well, and to give them some credit, I think, like, I, I do think a lot of that comes from the fact that, like, a lot of that, and I think purposely 
So on, on George's part, like a lot of that is not front loaded in kind of the, the earlier books, like, cause a lot of it is like, oh, he's building up the political in order yes. for it to be ripped away, like to, to yeah. provide a greater contrast, raise the stakes when the, yeah, you don't really get comes. into like deep yeah. introductions to Dorn and to Dorn and the, va- and, well, and not, not, not even that. I mean, I'm talking about like the magic itself. Like obviously oh, there's, yeah. you know, there's the shadow babies. Danny's storyline always has like, you know, fucking Quaith and the fiery lad. Melisandre was Melis- there. Melisandre's hanging. But it's the thing where it's like, it's like in little bits and, and squirts or whatever, because I think those early books front load the political stuff explicitly to build up a, a pay, like a payment uh, or a payoff when like the actual supernatural stuff really, really starts coming down. And the fact that that has only kind of started to happen by, you know, Feast for Crows, Dance with Dragons or whatever. And the, like, I, I sympathize with them in that, like, yeah, if that's your reading of the series and like, you're not kind of sketching out or, you know, building like, you know, a thematic web of like, okay, well, this is what it's trying to build up to. Like, if you're just reading the text as is, it's like, yeah, I can definitely see like a lot of the Lovecraft stuff not really being at the front of your mind or whatever. Like, fucking, when, when did the, uh, when did the Forsaken come out? That was like 2018. When was I? I might be totally late. Um, the Forsaken? Could you? Yeah. The, so for sorry, this is a kind of deep lore. Uh, the Forsaken for for people who don't know is a sample chapter that um, George R. R. Martin has oh, read out at I a couple gotcha. conventions, like you know, ostensibly for the Winds of Winter uh, about Aaron Dampier and his like. Uh, trials and tribulations under the deck of Euron's boat. And, like, that's, I think, the first time where it's, like, the Lovecraft stuff has really, really, really come to the fore. And I that was, like, not in existence for a good chunk of, like, Game of Thrones' run. So it's, like, I, I understand why... They were like they why the political was so heavy in their mind. It's just one of those things where it's like it's frustrating that they didn't step back and look at like okay, well, what is but what is the arc of the series actually going to look like even if those books aren't there yet? You know. So it, it, it's a combination of that. Like that's definitely part of it, and also part of the problem with the show is well. Also, I just wanted to bring up before I go too far that I did not read. Uh, Winds of Winter chapters. I I yeah. explicitly avoided them. It, I get that because, like, yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's going to make it weird to get back to it. I don't know. There's just it's one of those things where it's like he's never going to write it. I just I want something. See, well, that's the thing is, I I still think that there is a decent shot that Winds of Winter will come out someday. But that last book ain't coming out. No, that last never. book ain't. Yeah. That I mean, last I'm book. Even, these days, I'm even kind of iffy about. The Windsor went because he just That's does smart. so much yeah. other shit, and he's never like what he doesn't need the money. Like, yeah, no. And if he uh, already I, knows he's never going to finish the series, it's like, yeah, why fucking bother? I, I also understand kind of where the writers were coming from because you get to, and this is kind of the problem that George has had, which is you get through the first three books, which were planned out in the late nineties, early two thousands, follow a yeah. pretty consistent structure. You hit the end of Storm of Swords. And then for Feast and Crows, George goes, well, this doesn't add up. I can't yeah. do this here. I gotta yeah. ch-. And, and so, like, both Feast of Crows and A Dance of Dragons are fundamentally structured different than the rest of the series. Yeah. Um, and that, that's, I think that's something that's kind of beautiful about the series is, like, so much of it is about, like, the process of writing. I mean, not, like, 
not in the thematics of it, but just like watching at like the way that it changes and evolves as he writes. It's like, yeah, a lot of it is like, you know, you look at like some of the Jamie foreshadowing way in the early books where like he thought Jamie was going to sit the Iron Throne or whatever. And then complete like the complete flip he makes when you get the Storm of Swords or whatever. But like, I do think there's something kind of magical about like watching the series go along and being like, oh, no, he is, like, this thing is becoming something different in front of you, you know? And I will say... I yeah, do, I mean, I, it, it's so fucking different from where he came in with. Feast for Crows did not click with me on my first read-through. It was only after sitting with it's, it and rereading yeah. it that I'm like, That's what you oh, this do. is great. Yeah. Yeah. That might you, be my favorite book of the series. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you think George should have flopped the or- swept the order of chapters? Do you think Do you think it would have worked if he did Feast for Crows second? Um, I don't. I don't because no. yeah, because like because oh, like if the- he no, I mean because one, there's stuff in dance that like I think needs context yes. from Feast to. But, like, even if you're, like, well, what if you put, like, the majority of the chapters from dance in Feast and, like, you know, uh, in a way where it's, like, you didn't need that, you know, prior context. I still don't think it would work just because, like, I think if anything, like, having those big cliff hooks or uh, cliffhangers, you know, those plot hooks that he, like, leaves dangling at the end of dance and then moving on to here's what all of the characters you don't care about were doing during that time. If anything, I think people would have gotten even madder at it. Yeah, yeah, that is yeah. definitely true. Like, like, because that's the thing. It's like, and people got, like, people don't like Feast, I think, because they're all like, oh, where the fuck is Danny? Where the fuck is John? Or whatever. And, like, yeah, that, I I mean, I kind of see that, because it's like, yeah, they are the main characters. But my thing is, like, imagine if he had done that after John was, you know, stabbed by, or after the mutiny at Castle Black, and after, you know, Danny yeah. flew off into the Dothraki Sea, or whatever. It's like, there, there's all this shit where it's like, people would be, people would be, fucking furious because he intentionally like left a lot of really big open questions at the end of that book yep yeah uh (laughs) i also think that like there is a lot that i feel like what was it oh okay i feel like feast of crows and the reason why i think it's it's divisive is that even though i think a lot of it is not great i think all of the stuff in the riverlands and king's landing Fantastic. Some of the best sto- stuff that George yeah, best has done. Yeah. But I do think some of the stuff in like uh what's what's the name of the um the 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 kingdom on the north end of Eth- Essos that, that all the, the uh, assassins are Oh Bravo. Let me Yeah, bro, let me get yeah. let me see if I can get a fucking map up. <laughs> we're pu- yeah, we're we're doing full cartography now. Uh, no, I think well, no, you're just talking, so you I can you look mean, at like, it. Yeah, where where Arya is and uh eventually Sam and uh Darian yeah, yeah. and and yeah Darian, yeah that yeah, stuff yeah, and I think yeah. the stuff with in in the with the Iron Islands and that stuff and Dorne a lot Which of it doesn't I, read I, well I, no I love the, the Iron through. Island stuff too I mean yeah well yeah. a lot of feast doesn't work on on the first read through because so much of it is in like the minutia and like like if yeah. anything I think like feast for crows is more than a book it's just a gift for rereaders you know yeah because like yeah. there's so much stuff where it's like if you are invested in like you know, the the smaller characters of this world, if you're invested in, like, how the stuff is moving behind the big tentpole events, like, that's a lot of what Feast for Crows is about. It's just about, like, th- this weird, like, kind of stasis in which these people are living outside of, like, the big, you know, magical explosions and fucking black it's also, water and everything. You think you're gonna get a big lore dump and magic explanation with Arya and Sam and some yeah. of those plots? And the yeah. answer is no, not yet. No. <laughs> not yet. I, know, um, I, know, I mean, honestly, like, it's one of those things where it's like, 
we might get like some actual concrete information on like the way yeah i feel like i feel like especially with like saying like everything that's going down with all the characters meeting up in old town at the end of like i feel like there is that setup so what i was gonna say is like i think with the others we might get some of that i think a lot of the magic in the series i don't think george i mean assuming george writes the books you know obviously like, with that is, I don't think George is really going to explain that. Like, I think you may, you'll you see, like, oh, this is how, like, Euron gained power or whatever. You know, he's, you know, tying people to the masts of ships and, you know, killing his followers and stuff. And, like, that's going to be, I and, you know, fucking, like, blowing the horn at the top of uh, the old the tower at Old Town or whatever. But, like, I, I don't think that we're going to get, like, here is the gods that he's drawing power from. You know, here is here is the lore behind that. Here's the mythology behind that. Because I think that, like... And I think it's a good decision that George made is like magic is a part of the series, but it is always something like strange and unknowable. I think drawing from some of that, you know, Lovecraft, some of that like, you know, 60s trippy, you know, drug era influences that he draws from is like, no, like this stuff is there. And like there are people who draw from it, but like you don't understand it. We don't know what's going on with this. No, I I, I I think just because like. It, it's the major conflict. Well, sorry, this is just a little, like, epilogue. Thing. But, like, I think that, like, because it is, like, the major conflict of the series, like, we might get more, like, concrete stuff about, like, the others just because it's, like, it, I don't think that that would work if, like, they are the opposing army as opposed to just, like, a kind of force that, like, is then brought into, like, character relationships. But, um, no, yeah, for a lot of the magic around the thing, I don't, I think kind of, the explanations that we have gotten for it is kind of as far as they're going to go. No, I think you're right, but I think, like, a breakdown of what some of the specific factions are okay. looking and fighting for. Like, we're going to see like what, you, like what some of the faceless men sort of do. We're going to, to learn, okay, Well, we know okay. what the faceless men do. They get hired to kill people. Like, that's... Well, yeah, yeah, but, like, how that started and so, 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 sort of... We know of how that started. It. it was the slave in Volantis. Like, it, well, you know... I don't know. I feel... Well, okay, yeah. yes, yes. But I feel like it's, it's less than that. I... It's not a scene breaking stuff down, but more how that is going to connect back into the main plot in some sort of greater hall is more where I'm getting hmm. at. Like, I mean, like specifically, like, okay, is a giant squid monster going to come out of the sea or not? No. Is what I want to know. No. Uh, I mean... When that me, horn is blown, me, me, I... I uh, yeah. Like, that's more, mm-hmm. more just, like, set up of, like, okay, we are entering, finally, the climax of the series where all these things are coming together and finally... Sure. Because that is the, the thing, is that, like, much like, Lord of the Rings, one, one of the big uh, influences that this takes from Lord of the Game, uh, Song of Ice and Fire takes from Lord of the Rings is the idea of death, but also, to an extent, rebirth of magic yeah. and how those things are fighting against each other versus a more traditional fantasy world, in a sense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Gandalf the White, the whole fucking like yeah, the yeah. industrialization I, of Sarm. Yeah, 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 for sure. And that, and that, and sort of that stuff. Seeing that stuff sort of calling together and like know what the it's building towards. I think is is what we're getting because you think you're going to get answers to like, okay, here are how these pieces are going to connect together for the climax, and the answer is not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Uh, which, okay. um, you I, know, is... The, I see the point you're making now where it's like, yeah, they will, like, we'll finally get to a point where it's like the magic stuff is not just, like, implied. It, like, has an effect yes. on, like, the plot or whatever, which I do... I, I think you're right about that. My thing is, like, I took it as you saying, like, we'll learn about the mechanics of how the magic works, and I don't think that's... Yeah, and, and that stuff happen. George is going to leave back. Especially yeah, because course, that, yeah. makes, that makes writing a lot easier. Yeah. Uh, you don't establish just being, like, the yeah, fucking, roles. Yeah, he has magic now. How does it work? You don't know. I don't know. 
Uh, no, um, but I think you're right in that, like, it'll be nice to have payoff for a lot of those magical plots. Yes, yes. Although, I would probably quibble. I actually don't think the Faceless Men are going to have a whole lot to do after No, I don't think Arya they do, Bravos. but I was I was specifically yeah. thinking of, of the Arya chapters in Bravos. Um, right. And like, well, that's I mean, sort of how that... But, but I think a lot of those are, like... Honestly, if I had to guess, I think a lot of the Arya chapters in Bravos are going to be more about her butting up against the faceless men and like the yes, tension that it, it causes her to leave like i don't, like I don't you think, think you're like, going to see more of that but it's about her rejecting it um, yeah okay okay that's fair i also think that that much like uh game of thrones one of the other things that it shares with lord of the rings is like there's this giant massive world we're kind of only hanging out in a western corner of it like there's so much yeah. like background vague stuff in yeah, like all Essos. of fucking yeah, all of Essos fucking Yeeti that we know nothing about the Summer Island. Yeah, there's so yeah, and that's that that is honestly one of the things that kind of frustrates me about uh, George's like stated position that he doesn't like fan fiction or whatever because it's one of those things where it's like, well, unless he starts exploring those locations, it's one of those things where it's I don't see why people with a depth of knowledge and an understanding of the mechanics of the series, I don't see why it is bad for them to then make, like, to, to then make fiction about the places that you are not going to explore, you know? Yep. And I especially, like, uh... if they don't monetize it, it's like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. It's, yeah. It'll be a cool, like, little, because, like, I mean, he's never going to, like, the closest he's going to get is write more of those fucking history books, which, like, I like them. Fire and Blood was a good book, you know, like, for what it was. Yeah, and, it's, and, the, like, he's never, he's never going to give us, like, the history of the Summer Islands, you know? And also, like, all of those history books there. have the thing where they are contextualized with, written by people in the, the series, yeah, so yeah, there yeah. is deliberately misinformation. Yeah. And, like, that's cool. Like, I like a lot of what he does with that, like... I will yeah. say, like some of the, um, the what is it? Uh, oh, I'm I'm fucking see. This is this is the real test of like how deep my knowledge of this series goes. But um, the whole stuff with uh, what like Andrew Farman during the summer sickness or whatever. Um, like that stuff is really fun. Like watching like the way little um, he is looking at this as a historian does versus as like a fiction writer would. And I don't think he's like a professional historian or whatever, but like it, it is interesting seeing like him come up with like these little self-contained stories that are there and done like in this historical yes. context. Like I like that, especially, but partially because it gives a lot of people who love the series and want to like explore those crannies. It gives them more to build off of in a, in a way that like it frustrates me that he is ex and i think part of it is like he's looking at fan fiction as like you know fucking like what if captain america and the hulk like boned in a starbucks or whatever which like i don't yeah, like that no, stuff, i think that's yeah. fair i think yeah and a lot of fan fiction is yeah. that but it, it, it's just frustrating that he made this whole world that then he's like well we're gonna explore like maybe 15 percent of it and then he gets mad at people for who are like okay well what's going on in the other 85 percent? you know yep i don't know um yeah, no, I would love to see him do, like, if, if he got a fucking, you know, wild hair up his ass and he was like, yeah, here's an entire story about, like, the Isle of Butterflies or whatever, like, that'd be awesome. I would love that. But it's like, he, I, he's not going to do that. No. Or what was that called? The fuck? Did I, did I fuck up a lore thing? It doesn't really nope, matter. Nope, I'm good. Uh, okay, cool. No, but yeah, it's, it's just, I don't, what was the topic we were on? Do you remember? <laughs> Uh, I think we were just generally talking about the series okay. before this. We were talking about specifically, like, uh, how, like, Feast for Crows and the magic stuff and payoff for that. Uh, yeah. Do you have any, do you have a, any, and, and, and also how it contrasts with the original trilogy? Um, which I do think it is good to, especially considering that, like, the time skip got scrapped, looking yeah. at 
books one through three as the original trilogy. Yeah, like, this is, like, this is where he was kind of going along, like, the original plan, and then it all kind of blew up during Storm of Swords. Yep. Like, and honestly, like, I think the thing in those books that more severely damaged, like, his plans for the series was probably killing Joffrey. I think that's, like, the one thing. Because just shaking up the whole paradigm in King's Land, like, and he said it in interviews, he's like, I have no clue how Cersei would be there for five years and not blow the whole thing up. And and I, I think that, like, had he found a way to either keep Joffrey around or, like, if he had just, like, kind of shoved in Kevon as, like, a, you know, a, a fucking, yeah. what, what's the word? I, I, um, I think the, the, you know what I think region, the five-year yeah. time skip could have worked a lot better, but the thing is, You'd have to kill a lot of characters yeah. uh, in the background, and it would have to be like, all right, here is here is characters coming from Essos. Like you have a whole book that's that's other stuff, and then here's characters yeah. coming back and like going, what the fuck happened? It would also, I I do think if you're talking about that, it would also I think involve him putting more of an investment in Essos than he ever wanted to, and yeah, yeah, because yeah. he, I mean, he did not give that. Like, he did not give Essos his attention as much as I think he would have needed to pull that stuff off. Um, yeah, true. No, but I, I think you're totally right in that, like, if he made that choice, it would have to be him saying, like, I'm going to sacrifice the kind of, or maybe not all of, but a lot of the kind of sprawling, growing, evolving nature of this story in order to keep the main plot that I know that I'm going to follow intact and make it realistic. And I, I think that... Honestly, at like as a fan of the series, I like that he didn't make that choice. I like that, and it probably would have been better if he ever wanted to finish these fucking things. But there's something to me that's very, I think, meaningful about him looking at like this world that has grown and evolved beyond what he had ever expected, and be and being like, well, this is what I like about writing this. You know, yeah. is yeah. like coming up with these new angles and finding new interactions in this world. And like, I don't want to give that up in order to follow this plan I came up with in 1995. I also think yeah. that like, something, this is off topic, something I want to, but it's, it's insane to me that we, as of today, live in a world where Berserk is going to get an ending before <laughs> Game of Thrones does. Yep. Uh, it's, he died. Yes. He can't die. Yeah, and we're still getting that ending. Yeah, he's not alive anymore. Uh, I'm still gonna see what happens there. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you know what else is hilarious? Berserk started in the '80s, so so that's like a giant. Yeah, it's been going for 90s, even longer. But, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god. No, it's, I mean, I I was never, like, I never followed Berserk, but I, I very much appreciate that, like, people who like that are getting a conclusion. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, are you, like, a big Berserk fan? I know you talk about uh, it. But... I'm not as big as some people, but it is genuinely great. I, I, I read through a bunch of it, but I, I did not finish it. I, I put it down for a little bit and it's, like, come back, and then the guy died, and it's like, oh, oh, oh she... I got it. Yeah. But oh, now wow. it's like, well, I guess now I gotta pick it up again. Um, I, I, I got, I got like, I would say at least two thirds of the way through, like two thirds, 75%. So I'm interested to see how stuff pays off. It seems dope. Uh, I just, yeah. Oh, it is. I'm not a big anime fan. Yeah. Or uh, manga or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It it is definitely worth reading. I'll have to check it out sometime. 
Yes. yes. Uh, no, it's uh, just, it's very funny that, yeah, a series created by a dead man is going to find, is going to get a conclusion before Game of Thrones does. Yes. Well, I mean, technically it did get a conclusion. <laughs> it well, did. No, uh, but, I mean. Yeah, I know. Can I you know. count that? Yeah. I, I also think something that, like, Spencer pointed out, uh, and we've talked about, is that it is fucked, considering how many problems that adaptation is. How, like, if they ever try it again, assuming they, like, George is just like, yeah, here's a rough draft of how everything was finished. You guys can fill in the pieces and it comes competent. You will never have a cast as good as that original No. Game. Oh, God, no. The the actual, like, at, like, the writing, I think, suffered a lot towards the end. But the actual production of the thing was amazing. It, yeah. It's unmatched. It's, like, I would say, like, no one wants to say it because, like, TV is you know, people like shitting on TV or whatever, and, like, you know, they they hold such a high regard. I would say that in terms of production, it's up there with, like, the Jackson stuff in terms of, like, how how perfectly they capture the the feeling of living in that world that they're making. Yeah, those King's Landing sets are great. Yeah. Uh, Some of the sets are great. Yeah, the, the it's actual, also very the, the very one that like funny. they change like uh, uh, colors when they move over to Essos. It's like yeah, it's also very funny how every time they change like a number that is established in the book, like be it a character aged or a thing's proportions, it yeah. is objectively better. for the better. Yeah, better choice. Yeah, yeah, because it's like the wall is like the size of Mount Everest if you do the math on how George wrote it and not, you know, the size of the Empire State Building like how it probably should have been. Well, uh, I mean, and it's one of those things where it's like, in George's defense, um, I think when he started the series, it was very much more like high fantasy in his mind. And I, I think that like, just pumping, like making those numbers like unbelievably high, you know, like, that's like also ma- making, stretching the bounds of belief, I think is like a big part of what you yeah. have to do if you're writing in that genre. But like, yeah, what, what the series ended up becoming, I do think that like a lot of those changes were for the better. Like why weren't, why weren't fucking John and Rob, like yeah. why weren't they like 16 at the beginning, you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and the, and the answer, and the end. Yeah, and, like, the TV ages are the correct ages for all of those characters, because, well, the reason why is because he thought he was going to make them five years older. Right. Uh, No, but, I mean, yeah, I guess. I also, and this is one of those things where it's, like, he has talked about how, like, it would have been tough to do in the books, and, like, I think it's right, but I really do think that, like, and I think I've said this on the show, but the the show's method of doing a year per season is the perfect way to balance that issue. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I also think that, that one of the things that, like, especially as I think back on how bad the, the show got, was that there were a lot of good scenes that added stuff with, like, Tywin and other characters in, like, the first couple seasons that they made whole cloth that are super iconic to Game of Thrones. Like, the, um... The, the the five armies versus one army scene. Like that's oh, that's which, one of the best I don't remember that. What thing. scene are you talking about? That's that's the one where, where Tywin and Turst and, and Cersei are like talking about a hypothetical Dothraki invasion. Oh. And Tywin like holds up a hand with like five fingers and like five armies. What's stronger? Five or one army and he holds up a hand and then he makes a fist and goes, One army. And it's like oh, the one and it's a really shit. like like I really should go good, back and like, watch your, that show. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's some really yeah. good stuff in the first four seasons. No, and, uh, that they... I, I mean, I and I do think, like, when they are working, like, with that kind of uh, safety net under them of, like, the book, like, they came up with some really fantastic stuff. And the the cast is, I mean, fucking Lena Headey is amazing. 
fucking yeah. Sophie Turner does a great job. I mean, Peter Dink- fucking Dinklage. Dinklage, obviously. Like, there is a reason that Dinklage was like the standout there because like he's so fun. He's so fun, and he he carries like the path. He like it's so like. Peter Dinklage was so good in that role that they fucked up Tyrion's character because of it. Yes, like, literally. Like he was too good at acting for them to write the character. To with. make him a mean yeah. little piece of shit. Yeah. One of my favorite little bits about casting was that in the, the show introduction of Tywin, he's talking with Jamie before the battle and he's like carving up a deer. Charles Dance does not know how to carve a deer. They but just, he just he was did just it. Like, he just yeah, he's just winging it because he's fucking yeah. Charles Dance. He's so um, cool. He's so cool. Charles Dance. I mean, Charles Dance is so funny because, like, Christopher Lee died, and they were like, well, f- who's the closest guy we have to Christopher Lee? And it's like, that's so Charles Dance. Every, just kind everything of... that you would have used Christopher Lee for, they put Charles Dance in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's true. Although, talking about the show, you know what I think stands out in my mind the more I think about it? Of like, really? You you guys, like, that's how we're, we're go- doing with this character? Which character? Bronn being the master of ships at the end of the show. Yeah, it's that's... Just like, has he ever been on a ship, canonically? <laughs> no! Yeah. He wasn't even on a boat in Blackwater. Like, and, he's, and that's so stupid, he, because it's like, make him... The, put him on the King's Guard. Like, what else? Like, who else is going there? Yeah, that would... He'd be good at that. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, he wouldn't yeah. be good at it, but it's one of those things where it's like, if you're going to give him a ceremonial position, like... Put him on the King's Guard. Oh, yeah, what's and, he going to do? Betray the backstab the psychic kid? Yeah. I, I mean, and also, I do think, like, if you give a shit about Bronze arc, which I don't think the writers of the show did, he was just, like, a funny guy to quip with Jamie and Tyrion. But, like, yeah, because well, he was also too good of an actor, so they yeah. needed to put him in. No, so. he was great. Uh, what's Do you know the name of the guy who played Bronn? I do not. Let me, let me look, let me that, look up. that up. Um, no, yeah, he was he was good and all. Like, it is funny that like they brought him back to just hang out with Jamie, like for fucking two seasons, just because he was like, yeah, he's so fun. Um, Jerome. Flynn. Yeah, I think. I, yep. Yep. No, but I mean, great. but even uh, if like you're taking Bronze arc seriously, it's like, well, what is? I mean, what is Bronze? He's a sellsword who then through you know manipulations of the Lannisters, like you know, goes from sellsword to knight to lord to whatever, like. I think the ending of that would be, yeah, he's just on the Kingsguard now. He is the he's the number one swordsman. He's even the captain of the, King, the Kingsguard. Like he has traded his position up and up and up until this like top position. Yeah, and and also I think looking at the way they fucked up T- Tyrion's arc, which you can really see at the end of the season four finale, there are two things that like the show did that I'm like, uh oh. The first is not doing Lady Stoneheart. Yeah. Um, awful decision do not know what it yeah it's so i mean i'm almost wondering if it's like they didn't want to bring back uh fuck who's who played catlin i don't know i wish i i wish i had a memo i wish i had this memorized in the same way that i memorized the books because it would be so much easier to talk about this um yep yep, definitely uh michelle fairley michelle fairley like yeah i'm almost wondering if it wasn't like a a contract issue like with michelle fairley like she was working on something else because the decision to leave stoneheart out is so fucking boneheaded that i do not know who in their right mind you know what this is kind of fucked up it is the linchpin to all the river run stuff it's the legal and and you know what? You know what? This is this is kind of fucked. Like it's fucked up in terms of like the legal and ethical like problems that come from the technology. But Lady Stoneheart does feel like a character because she's a weird zombie and not alive that you that like actually would kind of lend credence to CGI deep faking someone. Yeah. As- I mean, you're right in that the, the labor. I hate the labor issues on that. And also, it's one of those things where it's like 
I don't know if the technology was there back in. That's true. That's that, like true. It was like twenty, and the, yeah. especially for a TV show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, it's the so biggest the show, TV show of all time, but even that, yeah, I don't think they would yeah. have. Like, but the, the it's other just thing, Star Wars that can do that, basically. The the other yeah. thing that I was like, oh no, was the way the show handled the end of Shay and Tyrion's arc. Yeah. Um, just they because... uh they. They didn't want to make Peter Dinklage seem shitty. They didn't want to make Tyrion, like, they loved Tyrion too much to write him correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, like, understandable, but it's just, like, yeah, no, the the idea that, like, he's, what, what, like, sad over Kill, it's, like, no, like, this is, like, this is the thing that breaks him, and the fact they never really grasped that. Sorry, did, did you have, like, like an actual take that I No, just, I mean, that sums over? it up. That's that's a pretty good, like, ass- assessment of, like, why it's just... And, yeah, yeah, it just yeah. sucks. It's a shame. And it's one of those things where it's, like... Be, like, you're even... You're dealing with, like, the realities of making a TV show also. It's, like, I don't know if, like, they would have been able to get away with, like, taking, like, taking the fan-favorite character and being, like, no, he's a rapist now. He's just a piece-of-shit rapist. But, like, I wish they had tried, you know? So... I, I want to talk about some of the more like things that were big in the fanfic community, a uh, game of or fan theory community before the show that the show did confirmed, and like how do you think they'll happen in the book? Obviously, John is coming back and he's a Targaryen for sure. Like any, and like, that's like it's a the that is one of the more obvious things. Like if you get into like actually analyzing the stuff, is yep. like yeah, yep. there's a there's a the, reason that fucking the tower of joy is like such so big and that's mine there's a reason he doesn't talk about his mom it's like yeah they, yeah what's there's a what's reason why about? right before they leave they go ned goes i'll tell you about your mother yeah <laughs> uh, yeah exactly yeah then uh, trust me the next time i see you i'll definitely tell you about her yes uh, literally th- there's a, like, i also i also i will say it must have been the one thing i heard was from book readers at the time it was just like what the fuck are you doing casting Sean Bean in that role? That's a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's were... very funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. No, but it's, it's one of those but... things where it's like, I don't see... I mean, I guess you can like kind of do like a, a kind of surface level interpretation of it. You know what's I, something I get... that like... Well, Andy, let me... Let me... Or, so, or sorry. I don't, I don't see how you read Ned's like... The, the sickness with which Ned looks at Robert's like hunting of Targaryen children without that eventual payoff in mind. I don't see I don't see how you read that and and see like, well, why is this in the book without eventually connecting it to oh, it's John. Yeah. Uh sorry. The other thing say? well no, I was just gonna go, which is like how the, the books would do it differently. Probably I'm gonna say a prediction. Okay. When John's revived that will kill Melisandre. Hmm. I think I just because of how, like, there is all... Because that's the thing that this show, that this series hammers home is. Magic is not free. There is always a fucking cost. And bringing John back, that's a pretty big cost. That's um, interesting. Yeah, I don't... Hmm. I, I'm, I will be honest. I'm not sure what Melisandre does after resurrecting John. So I don't... I can't say one way or the other. My thing is kind of like, though... I mean... Fucking, uh... Oh God, I I'm such a fucking loser. Um, sorry, I'm using uh, I'm cheating. I'm using Wikia. Uh, no, that's fine. What the fuck is this motherfucker's name? Uh, <laughs> um, the fucking the Red Priest, the main one, yes. who isn't Melisandre. Oh, Thoris yeah. Amir. The way like the way that like Thoris Amir brought back fucking uh, motherfucker. 
Stoneheart. No, not Stoneheart. Um, I mean, he did. Oh, the other guy. I mean, actually, Thoros didn't bring back Stoneheart at all. Uh, fucking. Uh, Beric Dondarrion. Yeah, Beric. Yeah. God damn. How the fuck do I forget that? I'm so stupid. Um, no, but it's one of those things where it's like, I mean, yeah, like Thoros brought Beric back, like what, like seven times. I, I don't, I don't know if like. I mean, That's maybe true. just like to raise this. I maybe he makes that happen. Maybe just like to raise the stakes. You know, they're in a very magical part of the world. It's like, you know, something goes wrong, or she. I mean, in the show, they had like they're trying to break down the door when she's in the middle of it, which was so stupid. It's like, I, that whole scene sucked. But the, I mean, maybe maybe there is something that goes on there. But I don't know. It's it, we've so firmly established that like the red priests have that ability to bring people back. And it's like, Thoros wasn't even magical. Like, Melisandre is, like, queen magic. You know, I don't That's know. true. But, may, I mean, I legitimately, I don't know what she does after John. so maybe. Something else that I, I got into a bit of an argument with over Spencer, which is, I am still in the camp of, no, Jamie is not going to recant his character arc in the final book. Like, he no, would not, not say that. Hey. Um, he, I will, think... he will die killing Cersei. I think that's obvious. And then, it, but it won't be, like, cool. It'll be like... Yeah, it's going to be sad. He's going to be feel really guilty about it, and it's going it, to... It might be just a mercy killing. Especially considering how much of, like, like the hype has been, oh, he's going to kill a... Like, Cer- Cersei is terrified of a, a brother killing her. Yeah, exactly. The Valonqar, it's one of those things where it's like, it's got to be Jamie. There is no yeah. way it's Tyrion, it has to be Because it being Tyrion would be lame. Would be like, yeah. yeah, of course. Because then Cersei would be right. She would be right, yeah. And that's, that's also the thing. Did you ever hear the theory that, um... Tyrion is King Eris's child. Yes, I have heard yeah. that theory. It's and it's kind like, of like a similar where it's like, I don't I don't want to give Cersei or Tywin like credit in the way that they looked at Tyrion. Like I don't also, I don't I don't want to give any like We don't need any more Targaryen secret secret Targaryens in the I mean, show. We already have a secret Blackfire, isn't that enough? Um Well we don't the show didn't have any fucking Blackfires. Well the the, the books did, but you know. No, um, in the books, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely think, honestly, what happens is, I think Jamie is, like, growing as a character or whatever. He go, but I think something happens, He and he is like, I need to get back to Cersei. He gets back to Cersei, and he is, like, about to start their whole, like, toxic thing up again. And then he sees that she's about to set off the wildfire, and he's like, oh, this is Eris again. I, I, yep. I don't, I, maybe there's like another way he can get to King's Landing where it's like, it's not him like going back on a lot of that, you know, growth that he's done. But for me, yeah. that kind of makes the most sense is like, he's like, he's about to give it all up. And then he is reminded of like his one actually heroic moment. And he's like, well, fuck. Also, if, because George is a mean motherfucker, yeah. if she survives, I hope Brienne finds his dead body. <laughs> oh, that would be so sad. But yeah. I don't think Brian. I mean, I don't know. My thing is like I think he's going to kill off a lot of like the second stringers just to like really raise the stakes. And I love Brienne. I want her to survive. I don't know if she makes it. It depends on how yeah. far they go with with her and and the Star of the North and and all that stuff. Here, do you want to go through all of the point of view characters and see and just say who we think is going to die? Sure, sure. Okay. We, you have a list. I'm pulling one up right now. Okay, okay, that's a good way to end this. Okay, Ned already died. <laughs> Yes. Catelyn. Already died. Dead. Well, th- we'll probably die again. We'll probably Pro- die again. Well, Stoneheart will definitely die again, yeah. Daenerys. What's your yes, take? Yes, I think, I think she is going to also try and blow, blow up King's Landing. I don't think she's going to try to blow up King's Landing. If, like... That's true. But she is going to do something fucked yeah. up, well, and Jon is going to have to kill her. I think the show is correct about that. 
I, I think that they were correct about that. I think they are fundamentally wrong in, like, how it comes about, but... Yes. Like, I don't, I don't know where it's going to happen, but my... I think what is most likely for me is that they are, like, either in the lands of Neverwinter after defeating the others, or they are on their way back, and she says something like, and now that we have, like, liberated Westeros, we liberate more, like, the rest of the world. And it, it is in, like... Apo- like terms that are apocalyptic, like I, I guess are like technically progressive, but are like apocalyptic in a way where it's like John is like this cannot come to pass. And also, yeah. just like like the other thing I want to say is just like I feel like book th- by book three, they did a really good job establishing that like George was like, no, this is not going to end well. Danny is going to yeah. become like her partner. No. Um, and it's I mean it's one of those things where it's like. A lot of the series is about, like, duality in that way, where it's like, uh, you know, everyone is a hero and a villain on, like, and, and those are inherently Except Sam. in them. Well, I mean, I don't know. Sam is, like, cowardly in ways. Well, it's, but, I mean, like, there are heroes and yes, there are yes, villains. That... But, like, everyone, like, everyone has both in them. And I think the big thing with Daenerys is, like, I honestly think, like, the major question of his, her character is just, like, where does that desire to do good and to make the world better where does that tip over into danger and i think that where'd you get the idea to make the fat loser named sam be the guy who's gonna save the world at the end who who, great question anyway continue yeah (laughs) it's my favorite character andy tarley (laughs) yeah yeah i walked into that one (laughs) no no it's fair that's Uh, that's fair Tyrion, what do we think Maybe, probably not, but maybe. That's where I'm. I'm setting that. I think. Yeah. I think. You know what? I, I do think he's gonna lose his fucking tongue. I think. I've heard that theory getting... too, and I that makes a lot of sense to me. Because people keep threatening it, and yeah. it's like okay. People, and also, it's just like I mean, I I kind of like the idea of like they they save like they save Westeros like the main three, but they are all broken by it in some way, and I kind of like the well, idea also, of like Tyrion, like, whose weapon is his like speech and his ability to convince like losing that i think that makes sense and and also all three of the lannister kids they lose like cersei loses her beauty and her children uh jamie loses his sword sword hand yeah Tyrion has to lose something no that's yeah Uh, i like as you dig into that like it's one of those theories where it's like do we really like i don't this feels like a lot and then as you dig into it you're like this actually makes a lot of sense yep continue Uh, john no no I think the show is exactly right that he ends up with the wildlings. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Bran. Obviously not. Well, technically. Uh, I, I don't even know it yet. There is an argument to be made whether Bran is a lot. The, ki- the, the kid sure. that fell out of the window is still alive. Is the but same yeah, character no. he will be at the end. Yeah, Bran. Yeah. But I think that even like at, taking it outside of like, you know, abstract discussions of life and death. No, Bran will be around at the end. Yes, yes. There will be a POV Bran chapter, basically. Um, Sansa. Nah, I think Queen I in the so, North yeah. is fitting for her. Same. You, who who else is going to be up there? She fucking deserves it. She does. <laughs> She's gone sure. through enough, and her entire arc is about like learning it's how accepting to the North. Not even accepting also, the North. I mean, part yes, partially, but also just yes, like, beca- learning the like learning courtly courtly intrigue. It's like who else are you going to have running the North? Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, Arya. This is a tough one. No. Nah. Probably not. I think having her sail off to America, it wasn't like super inspired. But when, yeah, but I mean, what else yeah. is, is sailing west of not no, England going to be? Yeah, I just really like the idea of like Arya just like showing up at Ellis Island. Yeah, no, 
Yeah, she just she just like gets a job in Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the next season of Barry just has Arya Stark in it. <laughs> oh um, God. Um. Okay, back oh yeah, I don't think right. any more Starks are gonna die. I think we've killed enough. I of them. I don't know. I Maybe don't have one strong more. opinions either way. Arya does feel like. I mean, the one I think I think you're strength. right. Sure. If anyone were to, it's Arya. But like, I don't know though. You said that, and part of me is like. That actually makes a lot of sense is, like, Rob had to die and the re- the rest of them are, like, that is, like, a loss for them, but it wouldn't make sense for them, like, to bring yeah. them back together and then to kill one. So, maybe, uh, yeah. I-, I will say leaning on, she doesn't die. Yeah. Uh, Theon. Theon? Theon. Uh, Theon. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Theon's probably gonna die. <laughs> I Like, he's been through a lot already, but, like, I feel like he's gonna get to go out in a really cool way. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, if he dies, it will be with, like, dignity, but I don't know. He's he's gotten that taken away from him. He deserves it. He needs something. Uh, By the way, this is something we didn't mention, but it is so funny how, like, the Reek chapters are so good that even people who hated Dance of Dragons are like, oh, these kick ass. These are so good. Yeah. I... I don't know. I I can see like ways in which like 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 I've heard some people bring up theories where it's like he is like a figurehead on the Iron Islands, and it's like maybe, but I I think it's more likely that he dies. Um, yeah. And then maybe maybe either he is like he is crucial to getting uh, Asha like onto the uh, the Driftwood Throne or the Sea Stone Chair or whatever. Or, yeah, um, letting, letting his or, sister or rule he had, everything like, his seems fine. Because because by the time she shows up in in book two, it's like I have everything together. I'm fine. Yeah, I don't need your rocks. help. Yeah, she she's just like I'm the bad bitch. Like you're you suck. No, I yeah I think it's either she ends up ruling or it's like. A theory that I've heard that I like is, like, his child with the uh, ship ship captain's daughter from, like, the beginning of Clash of Kings. Like, that oh, yeah. kid becomes something, which I like. Yeah. Uh, t- 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 okay, who else? Uh, Jamie. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna... D- he's going to die holding Cersei in his arms. Either that or he leads the Night's Watch, I think. That would which be I cool. don't think is super That's- likely, but... It's like it's if I, there even is a Night's Watch at the end of the series. I think there's got to be. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe it's. I mean, maybe it's like it's like more mixed. Stark's like got to keep out Wildling raids somehow. Well, not even that, but it's like I just think it's like, especially at like how much the Night's Watch has been built up as like this crucial bulwark against like the others that has been like you know yeah. underserved or whatever. Like, I don't think you end the series being like. I don't think you end the series. Good job, the everyone. Although yeah, maybe I, guess I don't fair. know if, if the wall isn't going to be there, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll see. I think it's likely that he dies like short after yeah. killing Cersei. Um, yeah. Davos. No. Th- I no. don't think so either. I think he gets. I think it's like tragic and like he loses a lot, but I do think he gets back home. I think like yeah. it's because like his whole there's that whole like Odyssey element to his story. Like I, I don't think. Well, what I think would his wife's the- gonna fucking die. Really? I think that's. Well, I think considering how much, like, she has put into devotion to Stannis, like, when that comes crumb- crumbling down, I think she might be gone with it. Do we ever? No, uh, we, we never see his wife. What do you? Oh, I'm thinking of someone. Uh, oh, no, wait, never uh, mind. You're no thinking mind. of, are you thinking of, uh, Celise? Yes, I okay, think I was. Yeah, Stannis' wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I, I think it's one of those things where it's like, he gets home and, like, he reunites with his family and it's like, there's obviously some loss because he lost like half his fucking kids but like i think he gets a bittersweet ending um yeah. let's see sam tarley no 
No. Of yeah. course I don't, not. I don't he's, so. he's, he's, he is, he's also not good. He's going to be completely unharmed. No lost body parts. Do you think Sam. Do you think they're going to do that gay-ass thing where it's like, the whole song of Ice and Fire is written by Sam? I mean... I mean, because it's one of those things where it's like, the, the he is whole, so I mean, clearly George, but... Yes. Yeah. Yes, because because Bilbo fucking wrote The Lord of the Rings. I guess. So. Ugh, that's, that's so gay, though. I hate that. Aaron Greyjoy. I think obviously. we're gonna. I think. I think he's also going to get to have a kid by the end of the series. You think with, with Gilly? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See that? I mean, I no his reason kid, why not. His kid turns out to have the the fucking. Uh, the, well, I don't know if it would, but just by the fucking mean incest baby thing. The, the fucking... oh, yeah. Yeah, her. <laughs> that'd be very funny if like her genes were like it. Would, like it, they weren't even related, but her genes had just been so fucked up by Craster. Yeah, and it's like just out every baby now. It's like, well, this is this is the operating. Procedure. Yeah, because because did fuck up those genes. They, yeah, he's a bastard. He's the worst guy in the series. He died at least. Yeah. He died like a bitch. Um, Cersei, obviously, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, Brienne, I'm leaning on yeah. I'm hoping no, but I yeah. can see it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Aaron Greyjoy, obviously. Yeah. I think he dies in his next point of view chapter, if he gets one. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, he's last to the front of a ship. Like, what the fuck else do you think is going to happen? I mean, I do think he's going to get one more point of view chapter as, like, eyes on uh, the battle that that gives Euron, like, his, you know, eldritch power. But, like, no, he's not making it out of that. Victorian Greyjoy, also dead, I think. Yep. Arian Martell. Pretty obviously dead. Uh, yes. As soon as Danny gets there, she's gone. Asha Greyjoy. We kind of talked. I don't think so. Yeah, probably yeah. not. Probably not. Here, you ready for a tough one? What? What do you think is going to happen to Ario Hota? The uh, the captain of the household guard in Dorne. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I literally think that George is just going to kill all the second string POVs. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the reason why I'm a little skeptical of Brienne is just because I would consider her a first-rate POV. She's not, though. She book. she's introduced in the fourth book, and she that she only has point of no, view. No, well, she gets a POV in the fourth, but she is. I, mean, I don't know. I'm no, not she. Brienne, so I mean, I love Brienne is my favorite character in A Song of Ice and Fire, but I recognize that she is at best a secondary character. She yeah, she. Yeah. I mean. She gets her own storyline in A Feast for Crows, and I think she will get scattered point of view chapters as the series goes on, you know, assuming they get written. But I think at best she is a secondary character to a lot of the, like, Jamie and uh, Cersei and, uh, like, a lot of the river, like, people connected to the Riverlands, Stoneheart and all that stuff. I, yeah, I, I, just, I just don't see her making it out of the series, and I hate it because I love her, but yeah. Um, so Aria Hota, do you have any issues with saying that he probably dies? Yeah, probably. Uh, Eris already dead. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Let's see. Who else do we have? Quentin Martell, already dead. Here, here's an interesting one. Barristan Selmy. Hmm. I feel like he's gotta. Yeah, he's old. Yeah. He's, he's seen a lot of shit. It would make sense. Yeah. I love Barristan, he's, though. He's, he's a great, great. character. He's, and it's so interesting because it's one of those things where it's like, it's such a good kind of like subtle deconstruction of the perfect knight where it's like, he is the perfect knight, but he's also like a Nazi collaborator. But yeah. He, yeah, he literally was too much of a bitch to do what Jamie did. Not even a bitch. He's just like, he is like the most following orders ass bitch on earth. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I think he dies either in 
like related to the Battle of Fire or once Danny gets to Westeros and something happens. Yeah. Maybe he like tries yeah, to... But I do think he is at least going to get a good... I do think he is at least going to get a cool death. I don't know. I've heard theories where it's like he maybe like switches over to Fagon or whatever and like maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I can see Selmy like... Because that, that's always been Selmy's thing, right? Is like making the wrong choice for the honorable reason. And I could see that being how he goes out too. Um, yeah. yeah. John Connington, obviously going to die. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, he has grayscale already. There's, I mean, there's no way he doesn't die in the winds of winter. Yeah. 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 Um, and then this is one that we've kind of thought about is, um, Melisandre. We talked about a little bit before. Well, even if she doesn't like, I feel like, I don't know. It's just, I don't, I see her struggling to make it through the war, the war with the White Walkers. At the very I end. don't think she makes it out of the war. It's, it's just like, it is interesting being like, we, yeah. Cause I don't know if she dies bringing John back, but I can definitely, maybe. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't think she makes it out of the series though. Like, no. absolutely not. Um, yeah. Do we have anything else that we oh, really want to? I'm going to make a prediction that, um, what's, what's their fucking name? The, 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 uh, the, I, I think there's a very good chance that every single Frey will be dead at the end of the series. That literally Most of all them. of them. Uh, I, I could maybe see an exception being made for, like, uh, Big Walder, uh, Ramsey yeah. Slayer, but I, I don't think many Freys are making it out of there. Yeah, I don't think no. Many are making it out of Winds and Winter, honestly. No, yeah. that's, I mean, that, that they are going to be gone before yeah. the, before the Walder. Yeah, I, that, that house is getting, like, exterminated. Yeah, yeah, no, because nobody likes them. No, at least, at least the fucking um, who's the name of the 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 northern guy that betrayed um, Bruce Rob? Yeah, at least yeah. the Boltons have like an air an, an aura of competency around them. Yeah. That, that like no, the phrase are the just phrase just shit. suck. Yeah, yeah, I they're mean, just walled. I don't think the Boltons are getting out of that either. But oh no, yeah. they're not. But they're gonna they're gonna at least put up a lot more of a fight yeah. than the phrase. It was phrase so funny. Uh, Spencer was like. Uh, Hey, maybe, like, on Twitter, I feel like a bitch for this, but Spencer was like, I think maybe, like, Stannis will sacrifice Shireen to beat the Boltons. What do you think? And I, I'm just, he's like, and he tagged me, he's like, what, what's your thoughts? And I'm like, there's no way that happened. Just absolutely not. You're a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. And I feel bad because, like, I was very blunt about it, but it's like, no, they're absolutely not. Anyway. Um, this was a fun one. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm glad we got that. I, we did I, not. I like Andy Ty Autism Power Hour. I think that's yeah, a fun no, the, you know what we 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 kept we kept if the f- a flow going for the entire yeah. thing, which is which what is I'm better than I expected. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry, yeah, for me, sure. too. Yeah. me too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, oh my goodness, this is fun. Let us know if you would like more episodes like this. Yeah, definitely. Uh, his I don't know if we, we have thing. subjects we can get, in, but I'm sure Spencer. I'm if sure. not me, you know, then yeah. Yeah, um, I'm sure anyway, we can find some over. I hope you liked this little diversion. You like Naruto? Uh, yes, I've, I've been. I've, I Let's watched, talk about oh, Naruto. We can talk. Oh, we could talk about Naruto. Yeah. I have things. Yeah, th- like. th- th- if you want to hear an, another Andy Tai Autism Power Hour about Naruto, uh, hit us up in the Discord or the Patreon. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, catch you on the flip side, everyone. This was a fun one. Bye bye. Bye.